Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. As a two-woman team, we get a lot of questions about how we make a partnership work, how we met how we work as a team inside TCC, and we really want to give you the insight of how this partnership thing got started, what our story is that led up to today, and how you could make a partnership potentially work inside your own business. Heck yeah. We know it's not necessarily super common, but it seems like everyone's always interested in seeing how this works. So we figured... We'll just give the backstory and give you some of the actual tools and kind of mindsets that we went through when we were, you know, barely knew each other and started a business like normal people do. And so maybe if this thing kind of comes up for you, you can make it work in the best way possible. Absolutely. So let's start all the way back in the very beginning. We're going to tell you a little bit about how we met. It's a little bit of like a, it feels like a dating story. And then yeah. shotgun wedding a little yeah. bit. Yeah. We met online in the year, was it 2015? 2015. Oh my gosh. It feels like mm-hmm. eons ago at this point. We met in 2015 in a Facebook group. We were hanging out, you know, running our own businesses. I had a branding, website design, and marketing company at the time. Yep. And I was a lifestyle photographer, kind of transitioning more into doing lifestyle headshots for small businesses at that time. And we both participated in this Facebook group pretty heavily, the Savvy Business Owners Facebook group, if you guys are familiar. And we participated in the daily prompts at the time. And at the day that it happened, we were asked to kind of form these social media, what would you call them? Pod. Pods, okay. And we would find people that had the same ideal client. Mm-hmm. We weren't necessarily competitors. We didn't have, we weren't selling the same goods or services. We just had the same ideal person that we could sell to. And we would go in and we would, essentially help the other person's social media out by engaging in their content, sharing in their content on a daily basis for a whole week. And we were paired with like five other people. I think so. You all had similar clientele. Yeah. And a lot of these people have become our good friends. Yeah. And so we spent that whole week really getting to know each other 
on accident, kind of, because yeah. we were reading everything the other person was doing, reading their social media content, you know, and it became pretty clear to me that Emily and I had a lot in common in our belief system, I guess, if you like, <laughs> we believed the same crazy things about what we wanted in life and what we wanted for all y'all. Well, and you had a crush on me. I did have a crush on you. <laughs> I fell in love with Emily's long brunette hair and her beautiful glasses and her romper. <laughs> and she looks nothing like that now. Nope. I was one of those people that was like, well, we're married now. I'm letting myself go. So she cut all her hair off, got LASIK. And changed her hair color, and she looks nothing like the person I fell in (laughs) love with. But besides the point, we quickly, you know, found that common ground. And I reached out to Emily because she wrote this particular Instagram post where I was like, oh, my God, I feel like you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm promoting this webinar, literally releasing it tomorrow, and I feel like you're going to think I'm copying you. (laughs) And I just don't want you to feel that way. And because I know you're reading everything I'm putting out into the world, I want you to know that I did this in advance. And so what did you do? Yeah, so we hopped on a call for like two hours, and I almost made you late to a client meeting at Panera. And I said, okay, well, how are you going to have your webinar set up? Because by this point, I had already run one webinar. So I was clearly an expert at all things webinar related. And she was like, I don't know. I'm thinking like Google Hangout. I'll just have people like sign up on this MailChimp link and whatever. And I was like, girl, that is a hot mess express waiting to happen. Let me just set this up for you. I'll let you use my webinar jam account. Let me co-host it with you. And let's sell something at the end. Like, Let's not waste any time. Let's not just teach and give away the kitchen sink. Let's actually make some money. And luckily, she was like, okay, please help me. Please, let's make some money. Let's do it. So I don't think your webinar was the next day. I think it was the next week. So it gave us that week for me to set up the webinar, set up everything we needed to do. And that's what we did. We co-hosted this webinar together and sold at the end. And we made money. So we were like, Hmm, how can we do this again? Yeah, it was kind of grand. I remember after the webinar just being like, that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. Uh huh. Like, what just happened? I have no idea why people came. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so glad they came, but how can I do this again? Like, I had yeah. this like high about it. Yeah. And that was, that really was like the beginning of our webinar journey, but that's like a whole nother story. <laughs> So we worked together on this project, which at the time was really just a collaboration that we thought, you know, we we were just going to work on this collaboration. That was going to be it. But we became really fast friends. We were talking literally every day. And guys, we're talking from the time we met in the Facebook group to like social media pod for each other and then ran our first webinar and then continued talking. I mean, this is less than 30 days that all of this has happened. Yeah. So we're like talking every day 
and we're talking about, you know, our dreams and what we want out of life and out of the business. And it got like really personal, really fast. Well, because within that first month, I drove to your house and we lived two states away. We lived about three or 400 miles away from each other. And she was like, you should just come for the weekend. You can stay with me. We'll make you breakfast. Like we'll cook you dinner. It's fine. And so I left. I never met this person in my life, but she grew up really close to where I actually grew up and went to high school and where my husband is from. And so familiar territory. And so I did it. I packed up the car. I drove by myself to her house and stayed there for the weekend after we knew each other for less than a month. And I remember sitting on the floor of your office and having those conversations about What kind of audience do we want? What kind of impact do we want on the world? And this was individually like, Abby, what do you want? Emily, what do you want? And we realized that with every sentence that came out, it was the exact same dream and hope and goal that the other person had. Yeah. And I think for a lot of it, it was like, okay, well, if I want this and you want this, then how can I create a product that doesn't compete with your product? Because I love you so much that I just want to work with you, but like build this thing over here. And within a matter of a couple weeks, we were like, well, shit, like if we're going to work this hard to like make sure that our businesses are complementary but not competing – like, why are we doing this separately? Like, we should just build a business together. Absolutely. And so we met in June. And by August, we had officially decided we were going to basically merge our businesses. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in September, we launched what was the original. Yes, the OG. Think Creative Collective. Yeah. So in between then, we know we get a lot of questions about I might want to take on a partner. I might want to take this collaboration relationship a little bit further. I might want to take this person who's, you know, admiring online and create something with them. And so just because something doesn't necessarily turn into a 50-50 partnership like what we have, if you're starting out with those smaller collaborations and relationships and you think that they might go further, test it first with more of those smaller things. So from June to September, when we launched TCC, I was guest posting on our website, what was now our website, which was Abby's at the time. We were doing more webinars. I was kind of taking over her Instagram. So her audience that was getting built up could begin to see my face and recognize me as part of this. And I was taking my audience and moving it over to just one platform so we could kind of merge our two people. Abby was in the secret Facebook group that we had for students at the time of that particular program that we sold, and she was making herself known to them. So we were kind of testing the waters and making sure that our audience reacted well to the other person, and luckily they did. But that's always something you guys can start with before you take that next leap. Yeah, and I think on... The back end, a lot of people are like, well, financially, like, how the heck do I even set this up? And I urge you on, you know, at the very first thing, like, don't just run and start an LLC with someone you barely know. Like, please don't. No. Make them a contractor. Mm -hmm. You can tell the world whatever you want to tell the world. Yeah. But like write a contract with this person. It yeah. 
make it legally binding, but don't necessarily give them 50% of your business all of a sudden. We knew from practically day one that that's where we were headed and we still didn't make that step for a while. Not because we were unsure, but a lot of it was like literal tax timing for when we ultimately decided to like merge everything into our LLC. And we knew like nine, probably 10 months before then that, yes, absolutely, this is what's going to happen. And we just waited for the timing to make sense. But what if like within that time, just something went wild and we wanted to back out? Well, we had then a year and a half of us easily being able to walk away from the other person without having to fix a lot of stuff before we made it really official. Consider it your engagement. Yes, we were engaged for a year and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Before we got married. Yep, yep. And now it is literally till death do us part. And now it's what they consider a perpetual and we will have to uh-huh. go to court yeah. if we That's want to quote unquote <laughs> divorce each other. <laughs> so let's talk about how those early stages worked. So Abby mentioned we decided to merge our two businesses as one. That was the original Think Creative Collective. And so the reason why we point this out is because you may know TCC now as the podcasting extraordinaires and the webinar queens and course sellers and bloggers. But before we were taking one-on-one client work, I had one-on-one photography clients. Abby had one-on-one web and branding design clients. So instead of trying to think of an entire new business on day one, we just stuck with what we were good at and just made bigger packages. So we revamped our website, we revamped our branding, taking in stuff that I liked and stuff that Abby liked and and just kind of reworked some of that color scheme, kept the name, kind of tweaked it a little bit, kept the social profiles, kept the website, all that good stuff. But now I have a package of what used to just be a website they would get website and photos for their website. And what would just be headshots, they might get headshots and business cards. So we just kind of made different packages for our existing clients and new clients as well, using both of our skills and techniques so we could both make a little bit with every person that came through the door. Yeah, and that was a really easy way to test the waters. And we, with that initial agreement, it was essentially a contract where, Based on what package a client picked, Emily or I got paid a certain percentage of that package price. And we had agreed upon that in the front end. We both equally supported the marketing of the business. We equally supported the Facebook group and, you know, all the maintenance or whatever. But the actual sales that were happening behind the scenes, we had agreed upon how those were split. And that's just how it worked. And everyone was happy and we didn't have any sort of issues. But if you don't discuss that in advance, that could be a very touchy subject. Absolutely. So how did we quite manage working with one-on-one clients, but living 400 miles away? Well, I think it's because we work really well, not together. Honestly, (laughs) we are just like a weird species where... We're very much like heavy communicators. Yeah. We, in the early days, would sit on the phone for, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. 
Mm-hmm. And that sounds crazy to some people, but we're not talking the whole time. Like imagine you have the phone on and it's on speaker mm-hmm. and it's like you're sitting in the it's same like elevator music. It's just like sitting over there. And when you need to talk to the person coming from the elevator speaker, you can, <laughs> but you don't constantly need to be. Exactly. The only issue with that technique was that we weren't always aware of what the other person was working on, and we would occasionally interrupt their flow, and that did get annoying occasionally, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, we definitely hit a groove, and we knew really well how to work that system. We had defined really specific roles for each other. And a lot of it had to do with the specific clients. Like I was supporting this client because of the things they had purchased. Right. right. And as but if we shared a client, there was a lot of traveling involved. Yes. I would come to Kansas city and stay for like a couple days during the work week, do some shoots, do some strategy. We would do a lot of three-way calls with clients. Abby would come down to Tulsa sometimes and help me kind of style up a shoot for someone's, you know, branded experience that they were doing for their website or whatever. And even if there was a client that was quote, just mine or just Abby's, we were both very in tune with what that client needed and helping the other person kind of visualize what that end product would be or outcome or whatever. It's not like just because it was mine or hers, it doesn't mean that both of us still didn't touch everything that came through the door. Oh, absolutely. We're definitely very aware of what the other person was working on and saw the creative and would give critiques and feedback as necessary and very supportive in that way. But it was different, you know, working away. And then I thought when you moved here that things would change like way more than they did. Yeah. So y'all, I I moved for my business. I moved for work. I somehow didn't get a moving stipend though. I feel like we should talk about that, Um, (laughs) but I did. So I moved for work and it was awesome. But yes, exactly. Like Abby said, I thought that when I moved, we might even, because we were hunting for a new house. So like, holy crap, maybe all of a sudden there's going to be two desks in my office and we're going to be working. Maybe we're going to find an, an actual office space to like both come to every day outside of both of our homes and like work together. Because now we get to see each other in person and we, we know that there's a certain level of productivity that was unlocked when we were in person. And we saw that shine through when we were brainstorming and strategizing. So I think we both assumed that that type of productivity would just be across the board, but we found that it wasn't. No, it's only on certain things. Yes. So when we're working on strategy, being together is so productive. But when we're we're working on like writing or social media or like day-to-day maintenance, we are so distracting to the other person. Yep. 100%. And like, I love that we're super aware of that. And like, <laughs> I'm like, no peace. No, like, no. love you. See you love soon. You, bye. Yep. <laughs> Gotta go. Well, and I think it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of people get hung up in, okay, if they do commit to the partnership or if they do commit to having an independent contractor, more of a face in their business that they're going to have to be stuck in working with them one way always. So A, I think it's super important to know how you yourself works when you are most productive, when you are least productive, and when you're able to kind of get in the zone for specific tasks. And then obviously know that about the other person, but give yourself the freedom of your own business 
getting to decide how you work. Abby and I, nine times out of 10, aren't wearing pants. Nine times out of 10, we don't have makeup on. We're lucky if we just like get up and like go make some cereal or some pasta for lunch. And that's just how we love it. If we just never have to leave our house for a week, that is awesome. So it's nice for us. We're both very much on that same page of we don't really feel like we need to get like presentable and dressed to show up and be productive at work where I know other people absolutely have to go through that routine, even if they're working from home in order to kind of get in that zone. Yeah. We purposely have tried to group the days we have to quote, get ready. Like our our weekly schedule literally is like Monday. Here are the type of things that can be scheduled Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. And I think two of those days, literally at the top of Trello says makeup ready. Yeah. And then the other day say no makeup, no makeup, no makeup. And we haven't (laughs) even followed that schedule yet because Emily's been on maternity leave and it's been like. Once we find the group, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's a good idea. But like theoretically. Yeah, but we used to either get ready or be on the phone, like you said, all day for work, meet in person, knowing that we could get productive for brainstorming. But I think as our business has shifted into what it is now, and especially since we don't have client work anymore, I think we have since transitioned again to really only wanting to have that that morning meeting and like, let's outline our day. Maybe let's have a, an afternoon check-in and then an end of the day check-in. Sometimes it's three calls a day. Sometimes it's two. Right now, Lord knows because of our crazy schedule, because we're still kind of figuring things out. But we went from, we would call each other at 8 a.m. and we would not hang up until 5 p.m. to now it's like, let's chat for 30 minutes. Let's each independently get some work done and then let's check in with each other. So I think being confident and knowing that your business and your relationship with someone else can shift and evolve. And it's no criticism to the other person. But I think both Abby and I like kind of put off telling each other that we were feeling, hey, I'm kind of over being on the phone for eight hours. But when we had our 2016 like yearly review, almost both of us at the same time were like, I think we need less phone calls. And we're like, yes, hallelujah. I'm so glad you feel that way too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and speaking of communicating more about, you know, what we want, I think it's important that we go over like how the business changed. Yes. So once we started working together, we were we did have that client work, but then it was like, very quickly, it became clear that this is not what we wanted to do forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so now that there were two of us, and we were both clear together that that's not what we wanted forever, we started to make strides towards kind of the end game, so to speak. And I would say within six months of, you know, working on that process, we had gotten to a point where we were able to say no. And we were able to stop taking them on and we were able to focus on education. So if you haven't met us yet, we educate small business owners online, just like you, on how to scale their business and make it more productive and more profitable. So that's all we focus on now. We yeah. ha- we're a hundred percent core sales. I literally talked to someone yesterday that still thought we took clients. I was like, 
I'm no sorry, girlfriend. <laughs> no, no. I I don't know where you're getting that message from. I'm sorry if you found an old blog post. Like, tell me which one you found. Like, and I will delete it. <laughs> but that's not what we do anymore. Well, and it was interesting coming to that realization. I was there a lot sooner than you were. Of I hate human beings, and I never want to see them ever. And, and so I wanted to say no to clients, like basically the second I had clients, but Abby's definitely more realistic than me in the sense of like, okay, yes, but we need to still be making money so we can say no, but how are we going to make the money? And so it took like September to January to kind of wrap our head around, okay, what else can we offer? What else can we create? And so in December of 2015, we created our first like big membership program, which it was a membership at the time and then has since evolved into a course to try to bring in some residual income so we could start making up and saying no to more and more people. And then January 2016 came and we had our most profitable month ever and it was full of clients. Well, it's not our most profitable no, month not ever. Not now. Not now. You're right. You're right. It was um, at that time. point, at that point, it had, it was our most profitable month that we had so far at that point, January of 2016. And I think a week and a half, two weeks into it, Abby was like, after this, I'm done. Yeah. Cause it was exhausting. It was really, really hard. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that the client work was bad. It was really cool. We were working with some really cool businesses. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, we were working with a lot of food-based businesses. So I was That's like random. doing my like yeah. dream world, like food packaging and like, I don't know. I was living in my la-la land, but it was just not the ideal client because the businesses were getting bigger mm-hmm. and we really like our passion is for the small business owner, like the one woman team, maybe, maybe even like people like us who are working from home, but like have all these remote employees mm-hmm. or contractors and like they're making it work while growing a family. And you know, that's just not who we were working with. And so we had to be really mindful of our ideal client. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. But I think recognizing that those things are coming and being comfortable and having those conversations with the other person is super crucial, but also giving that person the space to kind of come around to that on their own time. If it was September, October, November, and I was like, nope, Abby, we're just not taking on any more clients and you just have to trust me. It might have worked. We would have not been making money for a lot longer than we ended up. Like after we said no to clients in January, it took two to three months for our income to like pick back up. But I just had to let her get there on her own and trust that she was going to get there and our business was going to be fine. I could tough it out for a little bit longer so we could we could make sure we were both 100% confident in going forward with saying no to clients. Well, and keep in mind, this is the closest thing to being married. Oh, yeah. Without oh, yeah. being married. I have married. two partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My husband and you. And, you know, it's weird because... People who aren't in the business world or who don't have a working partner, I don't think they realize how close you have to be in order to make it work. I like I more than my partner. A hundred percent. Like I communicate with you more. You, I mean, you know about everything because yeah. you just have to. Like there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And like, not only do we know more about each other because of the business, but we are in each other's personal finances as well. Like we just have to be like, Mm -hmm. I have to know what she needs to make in order to make her family run and vice versa. And so like, I need to know what she needs to make for retirement. And I need to know how much the baby is going to cost her. And like all a that shit ton. Spoiler alert is a shit ton. <laughs> <laughs> and so because of that, we're, I mean, it's a very intimate personal relationship that's unlike anything else out there. And so if you're considering it, know that, 
if you wouldn't marry this person, and obviously it's not a sexual thing at all. Like, or is it? Oh my God, no. But if you don't have that care for them, yeah. like literally, I mean, I try to die, baby. It's fine. Like I would do anything for her. Like I, if she needed a kidney, like I would go give her my kidney. Is that the one you have two of? I think so. Yeah. Okay, good. You can give me part of your lung as well. Uh, oh, that's so crazy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, I would it do it if, you it if you needed it. Okay. Thanks, boo. <laughs> But being, you know, being sure. And if you feel like that's not the level you want to take something, just have someone be a collaboration. Yes. Just have someone be a guest poster. It's just okay. have someone be you, you make a program with, and then that's just like something extra you offer in both of your businesses. Yes. But outside of that, it's separate. Like we have a good friend of ours who the three of us created a course together. Yeah. But the three of us couldn't be in business together. No. Does that make sense? And we recognized that and we knew it and we knew where those lines were going to be drawn. But I think my biggest piece of advice here, and I'm so happy we had this on day one when we were sitting on the floor of your office. If you are considering even a collaboration, but especially a partnership or something more long-term or bigger than a collaboration, ask the other person what their end goal is. Yes. Do they want to sell their business? Do they always want it to be themselves? Do they want to have 10 people? Do they want to open up a hundred locations worldwide of their shop? Like what is it that they want to do? Do they only want to work 20 minutes a day eventually? Do they want to, you know, put in 80 hours a week? Literally, what is it? What is their end result for their life and their business? And if they are not the same or remotely the same, run. Yeah. It will not work. It will not work. I mean, the day we sat on that floor, we talked about like really weird, crazy stuff like sharing a nanny. This this was before adoption was even on the Uh table. Uh We talked about sharing a nanny. We talked about hustling hard, but like hiring our husband. Yeah. Having them come home because we're the ones making bank. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just really the impact got of women that we wanted to have and who we wanted to talk to and support always. Yeah. I mean, yeah. world domination, essentially. It's happening basically. Yeah. We're like the creative entrepreneur version of Beyonce and Martha Stewart, <laughs> like mixed into one person. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So, but seriously, that's the time for y'all to be open, be honest. It doesn't matter how wild and crazy your dream is. Like I sat on her floor and said, I would love to sit on Oprah's couch. And Abby was like, oh my God, me too. Whether that's going to happen or not, because technically Oprah doesn't even have a couch anymore. Like, well, I'm sure she has plenty of couches, but she doesn't have, (laughs) she doesn't have the couch on her couch. So we'll just sit at the one in her center, but it's fine. If that ever happens, like, holy pinch me. But we weren't afraid to say, that's kind of something I want to do. Yeah. And we wrote it down, too. Yeah, we did. Like, it's definitely on our, like, (laughs) boss ideas, like, this is going to happen someday list. So be real about it. Be real about it. So let's talk about the tools we use to make this thing work. Yeah. So in the beginning... 
It was a little more hot mess-ish. Oh, Lord, it was a giant crock pot full of shitstorm. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. I think it was so different primarily because of the clients themselves. Yes. yes. Uh, because the client work was dictating our day-to-day, and we weren't necessarily focused on business growth. I mean, we were, but we weren't. No, not really. We had to literally schedule in, and this took a while for us to be like, okay, so we don't want to take on client work, so that means we actually have to plan TCC's future. Oh, when are we going to do that? And so we scheduled in Fridays as TCC's future, and then as client work started lessening and lessening, it was then Fridays and Mondays or, you know, then three days a week or whatever. But you have to be actionable about where you want your business to go. So at first, we were using tools like Wonderlist, Google Drive, Gmail, Google Hangout, I don't think we knew our system was as broken as it was until we found Trello. No. I think it was just like, it's getting us by, there's nothing really else better, and we'll just make it work. So we were using literally Wonderlist, which is a running list of all the things that you can put into folders, but that's it. Within a folder is a running list and of more things. And I'm ashamed to say that I handmade all of our quotes in InDesign. Yeah. And my husband handmade all of our invoices yeah. in InDesign. Yeah. And we made him a fake email address. Our quotes as in quotes we would send to clients. Yeah. Proposals, contracts. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. I did it all by hand. Hey, girl. But there's you know. things like HoneyBook and 17 Cats and like 14 other What is life? What is efficiency? Well, honestly, I don't think we thought we had any money to do any of those things. We did. Yeah. We thought we did. Right. I think we did. We just didn't think we did. Exactly. Exactly. We weren't paying for diddly squat. We were paying for Squarespace and Webinar Jam and lead pages. Yeah. We'll link a blog in the show notes Mm -hmm. that walks you through literally what we were paying for at every stage of our business, like month through month. We need to update that, I feel like, because there's definitely more information we can add on there, but it'll give you a a really good idea of the things we invested in at the beginning and and what we weren't paying for. And the reason behind that, in all honesty, is because when we met and our relationship fast track. I was a spender. I like, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I love to buy things, courses, softwares, templates, like literally anything. I wanted to get my hands on it. Abby was the complete opposite. And she was like, nope, I'm going to figure out how to do this myself, make it myself, hack the system to where it's free. And that was so refreshing for me to come into something like that, that I just wanted to keep going like that for as long as we possibly could to kind of retrain myself to be like, okay, A, do I really need it? B, how can I kind of figure out to make it for free? And then C, we've been able to make really, really smart investments now because we were able or we forced ourselves for so long to just do the work. Although I will say, I think some of the knowledge you brought in with some of the courses that you like invested in pre our marriage were very beneficial. Yes. Yes. But, you know, I didn't buy them. They were just like part of the package deal. I came with baggage. (laughs) 
<laughs> Some of it was helpful. <laughs> so tools we use now. So I think this list is crazy longer. And you can get pretty much all of them inside of our free course, mm-hmm. Your Biz on Autopilot. But the one we use the most heavily now is Trello for Business.com. It not only made our two-woman team better, but we were able to add on other members of our team and easily transition the lines of communication like seamlessly for what they needed to be doing and us being able to see what they were doing. So the biggest feature, and this is just like part of how Trello works, it's not like anything you have to unlock, that I loved getting with using Trello is... I can see and Abby can see what the other one of us is working on. Not necessarily like right that second, but if I know these three things are on her radar for this week or today, then I'm not going to bother her if I know that she's writing a blog post or she's cranking out a bunch of graphics, which she no longer does now. Thank goodness. And so I can, I can know when to check in and what to kind of expect from her without having to be like, well, what are you doing right now? Which we had to used to do. Oh, we to, did it yeah. literally every five what minutes. Are, I feel what like. are you doing right now? <laughs> it's like, hey, are you busy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said the a nice way. All oh, yeah. the time. Uh-huh. But we don't have to do that anymore. That's awesome. It is really awesome. And now we can like comment on cards and ask mm-hmm. questions and it's not interrupting people and it's so amazing. Yes. So if you're not on the Trello train yet, baby. Hashtag give Trello a chance. (laughs) Serve your tagline. Thanks, Molly. (laughs) Thanks, Molly. (laughs) So if you haven't realized yet, the biggest thing with a partnership, I feel like, is being able to play on the other person's strengths. Oh, Lord. And one of those strengths should be that at least one of you is psychic. Yeah. Which I think, I feel like we both are. Yeah. Take some mind reading courses. <laughs> do, some, do, some, do some tarot card. Get into some of that. Well, I don't know what water we were drinking. I don't know. Either. Or what continues to like vibe out. But we like, I know what is going on in that little head. And vice versa. And when when your brain turned to mush after your concussion, it was a little difficult. But I was like, I think this is what you're trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, it's been amazing. And I really think a lot of that goes back to the whole marriage thing. I mean, if if you're married in real life, if you have a partner in real life, I think you understand that telepathy thing (laughs) where you just kind of like eye the person and they're like on it and you're like everyone else is like what just happened Mm -hmm. and you're like we just communicated yeah yeah do you guys watch how to get away with murder it's or how to get away with murder that's a good show not the show i'm referencing (laughs) 
Do you guys watch How I Met Your Mother? <laughs> Luckily, I didn't combine the two, murder and mother. Anyways, the way that Lily and Marshall communicate in there, they literally, like, she does, I'm, like, moving my eyebrows and eyes. And and over, like, the voiceover is them having a full-on conversation through, like, eye and eyebrow movements and I feel like that's what we do without the movements a hundred percent hundred percent it makes recording podcasts really interesting because she like <laughs> eyes me and I'm like oh I should actually say out loud what she's thinking because otherwise it's not being recorded and that's really awkward <laughs> yeah Besides telepathy, you need to be playing on the other person's strengths. And if you are unaware of what they are, if it doesn't like come out in the very beginning, you need to talk about it. Yes. Like just it's with anything, communication, obviously, but seriously, Mm -hmm. just talk through it. What are they good at? What are they not good at? What do they like doing? Yeah. What What do do they they hate hate doing? doing? And they feel super uncomfortable about. Yeah, like this is not. This doesn't have to be that like class where the teacher calls on you and you hate being called on and you have to talk anyways. Like this is your own damn business. If that's something that gives you the heebie-jeebies and you hate, talk to the other person and maybe they're super awesome with it. Yeah, you will be so surprised. I mean, hopefully, we've been super lucky in the fact that we're we balance each other really well. I'm air knocking on wood so it doesn't pound into my microphone, but I'm knocking on wood that that continues to stay the same. <laughs> like, for instance, numbers. Like, oh, for- God, numbers. What is math? <laughs> Emily is just <laughs> deadly afraid of numbers. And I'm literally I, sweating already. I love them so much. And they and that's been great because she get, she just gets out of no. my way. When no. it comes to that. Get the fuck out numbers. I don't want. No. But the nice thing is like I play lead on that, mm-hmm. but then I can still report to her yes. and she's still interested in that information. I'm very interested in the reporting. And we can talk through it and we can yeah. it's part of our monthly review session. Yeah. And it's, it's not something that goes unnoticed because it's not her strength. It's just I get to use my strength and illustrate it to her in a way that she can understand it. Yeah. And then she can use that information to run with it in her best way possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for doing the numbers. <laughs> I feel like I should send you like a thank you card every month for that. Well, thank my parents for both being engineers right. and my dad right. for being practically a mathematician. So I come from a family of creatives, like literally DIY creatives to the core and everyone vomits at numbers in my family, (laughs) except for my husband who is a banker, a banker. He's that's literally his job. guys. (laughs) (laughs) So if you haven't been able to figure out what your strengths are, there's a strengths finder test. If you haven't taken it, I highly, highly encourage you to do that. There are strength finders tests, personality tests, uh, how you work based off your whatever test. Take all of those. Like some of them can get like kind of woo-woo. Take them. Even the horoscope ones? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You should find that moon. I Is it should. the moon one? 
I think so. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. I really do like the Strength Finder one. The Moon one is a little woo-woo for me, but it it literally... It was exact. I will give her a little bit of credit. Emily is way more woo-woo than me. It's true. But I... I've, I'm embracing the woo. <laughs> I'm not embracing the numbers. It's fine. Just one-way relationship. <laughs> also, I, we've kind of touched on this at the beginning, but recognize how well you work. So, or, or how you work doing certain tasks. For instance, Abby, when she writes a blog post, is at her desk and it has to be deathly quiet and everything just so-so. No interruptions or her little squirrel brain will just go crazy. But me, on the other hand, if it's deathly quiet, I will literally start talking out loud to myself and it's so distracting. And I'll like clean and go do this and be like, I'll just like, if I have a tape recorder, maybe I'll like record the blog post and that never works. So I have to go to a coffee shop where there's like a ton of white noise so I can focus, which sounds like the opposite of what I should be able to do and hammer out some blog posts. But if one of us thought the other person worked in the other way. Uh, I think we would try to box the other person in and, hey, let's go to Starbucks and write some blog posts. And that just would not happen for oh us. Oh my God. I would be so miserable. But yeah. I've been able to communicate that to her. Yes. And so that is not what happens. Right. And that's fine. If if I need quiet, fine. If like, for instance, mornings, like I want to jump straight out of bed, straight into work. Emily needs like an hour, an hour, yeah, to be herself, drink her coffee. I I don't know how she's gonna do it with baby, but we'll figure that out. We get really good mornings together because, again, air knocking on wood, my partner has taken the night shifts, like the one, two, three a.m. feedings, and so I get her at like. 6 a.m. or 7 30 a.m. and we just like chill and it's awesome well i hope that continues but we'll see (laughs) especially when he goes back putting that out into the universe (laughs) i'll have an overnight nanny yeah night nurse how incredible would that be that would be awesome (laughs) so now let's get into our talk strategy to me If you are considering taking someone you love online or in person and taking that relationship to the next level, (laughs) what can you do to ensure that it doesn't blow up in your face, that everything's hunky-dory, and that both of you just love what you're working on? So I think the first step, 100% hands down, is make sure you know what that person's end goal is. Yeah. With their own life, with their business, with the things they want to create, the type of people they want to help and who they want to talk to, and make sure that that is on the same page. Have that conversation first and be real and honest and just like cut to the chase in that conversation. Maybe have some wine, just sit on the floor. It just like lets out a whole bunch of realness when you do that. Yeah. And that, that might need to be a continued conversation, like continue to have the conversation over and over again. Like this is like dating. Like you just keep going on dates and see if you (laughs) like the person. And, and, you know, I think stage two is you got to make it somewhat official, but like you don't need to take the relationship all the way at first. So make a contract, decide who is going to like host the contractor basically. Mm -hmm. 
So are you going to take on the contractor? Is the other person going to take on the contractor? One of you needs to write up a contract agreement. You both need to sign it. You both need to agree to terms. And then that can be a temporary thing. It doesn't have to last forever. But I would, I mean, I cannot give you legal advice because legally I can't do that. (laughs) But... I think it's a really good in-between and it worked really yes. well for us. And I think if it doesn't work out, it's going to be way easier to sever the ties than yeah. if you go into creating this whole big other thing. Yep. Yep. And I think the third step is continue to nurture that relationship. Date each other. Like we were saying, host a webinar together, sell something together, make money together and figure out how to split it up before you're married to each other. Get in front of each other's audiences by guest posting, by hosting Facebook lives together, by taking over each other's Instagram. Figure out how you're going to let the other audience aware that you exist and what value you can add to that and test the waters with that. You can do that for a year. It doesn't matter. There's no like milestones that you should be reaching as long as you're all on the same page, you are getting rewarded financially and in your soul and happy place with the relationship. And if that's where it continues to stay forever, that's totally fine. Know that a partnership is not for everyone. It's actually for very, very, very few people. Does this work for? We are like one in a kajillion, I think. <laughs> and don't don't take the fastness of our relationship as any sort of measurement for how your relationship no. should go with someone else. Please don't. Okay. All right. Just because we're Oprah and Gail doesn't mean that you can be that too. Okay. We still love you and we'll support you. And if it doesn't work out, you can come cry on our shoulder on our yeah. couch. If you realize that you're more the Dr. Oz in the Oprah and Gail relationship or at worst, Dr. Phil, you know, maybe we'll just have you on once a week like Oprah did. But, you know, you're, make, you're making it awkward. Fans out there, they're gonna know exactly. If you, if if you don't have your Stedman yet, it's I could keep with the Oprah references. I, okay, I hope Oprah <laughs> listens to this episode someday. I'll send it to her, people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys keep rocking your shit out. We love you. You got it. Keep being awesome. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the Co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details.
really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.